0: You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.
1: Check out episode Game two, recognized
0: yeah. game, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> and you look, you're looking kind of unfamiliar. <laughs> oh, man. You do Riley too
2: good. Oh. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that. Yeah, wait.
3: Right. I thought Regina King was in the building for a minute. I'm
2: like, what's up?
0: To the unicorns are real podcast. I'm Erin or Erod, whichever you want to call me this week. Um, and today is a special anniversary episode. Um, it's my second anniversary recording with the podcast. As you guys heard at the beginning of the episode, we kind of opened up with like, well, I opened up. I I mean, me and Jaira, we opened up with um, just like a small clip. Of <laughs> me doing a Riley impression from our like, I will say like our third or fourth, our fourth episode. Yeah, Unicorns on Fire was our fourth episode out the gate. And <laughs> I just wanted to include that just because that was like a very fun time early on in the podcast recording. Because it was like, what? the riley impression and i didn't think i was gonna do that great on the riley impression and i really think they gassed me it sounded a little good but i think they gassed me most of the you know most of it they are gassing me (laughs) and also i started off that um this episode with a little bit of tony 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 the anniversary do you know what today is It's our anniversary, anniversary, it's our anniversary. I know that that wasn't the greatest, um, you know, cover of the song because I'm not a singer, but I mean, y'all get the point. Y'all get what I was trying to accomplish with my off-key, off-note singing, so whatever. Y'all get it, <laughs> but I just thought that would be a fun thing. And, um, you know, I just want to, like, two years of doing this podcast has been absolutely amazing. And we've had some extremely talented guests, I mean, on this podcast. Like, and then all ranging in different mediums, so it was never the same And they all brought so much uniqueness to the podcast, which makes the, like, you know, it just really hits the nail on the head with, I mean, our title of us being unicorns, of us being unique and having only something that we can possess. And I think I'm so grateful for all our guests, but the first, like, This episode is going to be, you know, different clips, a compilation episode, if you will, um, of different parts that, you know, very much made us who we are um, as the podcast and the guests. And then, of course, it's clips of the guests that were absolutely amazing. So the first clip I'm going to start off with, with one of our super amazingly talented guests is sydney camp um she was on our meditation in the midst of gems episode and if you guys go back and listen to that episode she was just dropping gems after gems and it was like i was in all of her i'm sure asia or miss dobbins as you guys probably call her because of me um i mean that's her name but like you know people start whatever i'm not gonna keep I'm not going to give myself credit for that. That's her parents and grandparents and ancestors credit. Okay. I'm sorry. Rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> um, we were gassing her. We were so excited. Um, A little backstory. Sydney was actually supposed to be the original uh, co-host with Asia. So it was nice having her on the episode. Like, hearing from her, hearing how that probably could have gone if they would have did went on and did the podcast. And it would have been amazing with them. Even if I didn't participate, I would have still been a supporter. And so, two years later, here I am. Solo, <laughs> dolo. But I've had such amazing times. And I had such an amazing co-host. You guys know with Dobbins. So here I'm going to we're going to insert the clip. To start,
4: I am definitely um a unicorn with a really defined left brain and really defined right brain. So I have sort of two crafts that mm-hmm. feed both of those sides of me. Um so for my analytical side uh is what I do during the day in economic development. Um which basically that um, is a field where um, business is used as a tool to promote economic growth in an area um, along with higher quality of life to mm-hmm. make a place a great uh, great area to live, work, and play. Um, and so in my, my current role, um, I connect local designers to opportunities in the design economy and then support small businesses who are seeking design services. Um, <clears throat> so... That – and another thing about me is that balance is really important. So having that sort of analytical um, grounding is important to me and gives me the freedom and um, just the space to branch off into my creative side when I want to or when the inspiration strikes. So in my art, um, I'm a visual artist. I'm self-taught. Uh, I studied political science in undergrad at MSU. Go Green! Um, and uh, yeah, I am taking some time now to really focus in on developing um, art as a career for myself, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty exciting. So, as a kid, I you know I've always drawn. Drawing has been a big part of my life ever since I could hold a crayon, and so I would. Um, I create comics, I would write short stories, I experimented with stop motion film for a minute, sculpture. Um, I also play cello and guitar. So you have amazing.
0: Amazing. Thank you.
1: You are like one of the most creative individuals I know. <laughs> hands down.
0: Creative, intelligent, right. All these things. Oh my gosh. And very
1: well spoken. Yes. yes. Y'all,
0: you sound Y'all amazing on this mic.
1: We oh. yeah, we are definitely gassing you up all the way. <laughs> Take it, have it. Gas me. It's like. Put Doesn't, in your podcast. We, we sound
3: like we sound like like when you bring your kids over to somebody's house and yeah. you're like so surprised that they act like they got some sense. Like, hey, I mean, a they're, just so, wait a they're just so. They're
4: just so well
3: spoken, yeah.
4: yeah. right. which I'll expect, right? <laughs> exactly. Like you thought I was gonna come over
3: here and put my feet all on your couch.
4: Yeah. I mean, I was going to, like, but
3: then, fuck yeah. your couch. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> wait. In my head, I just see. <laughs> I just see. I literally see. They should be. Fuck your couch, oh God, nigga. Fuck me. your couch. <laughs> Buy
1: another one, you rich motherfucker.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
4: That
1: but you are amazing. Ticket. You're self-taught. Like, yeah. if, if y'all haven't seen later when she, when she shares her handle, y'all, y'all need to go on her Instagram. Every time she posts a painting or a drawing or the mixed media thing that you do, I am amazed. Thank you. The, <laughs> the sunflowers that she posted this week were or just drop-dead gorgeous. I would buy those. Oh, I appreciate that. And
4: I, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, being self-taught and really elevating that story is something that's really important to me. Um, I think, at least personally, I went through a period where I was really hard on myself for not mm-hmm. having a really robust background of artistic study. I've been um, classically cha- trained in cello, um, and i taught myself guitar and also took lessons, but um, I've had a lot more training in music. And so with art, I was a little bit intimidated when I first started to um, just explore the local art scene. Like, oh shit, you know, I didn't, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, you know, how do I, where do I want to go? How do I get there? Like what, you know, what are these materials? How do I use them? Um, And so just through a process of experimentation and really leaning into that discomfort has allowed me to start to find my artistic voice and my style. Um, and that's really exciting to me. And I hope that, um, it inspires everybody else to do the same, you know, like we can all be Renaissance people if we just lean into who we are, um, um, to, you know, the podcast, um, that you guys were recording earlier mm-hmm. um with Lost Boy, you guys made some great points there, you know, just in terms of um, you know, be knowing, taking the time to understand who you are, what works for you, becoming okay with that, and then you know, the world is yours,
0: right? And we're back. I actually got another part from that episode. It was a part of the episode where I kind of made reference, not kind of, I definitely made reference to Outcast. And if you guys listen to probably enough episodes, I think we've mentioned or brought up Outcast in some way, shape, or form in some more episodes. But this episode, I think of because, like, I was the whole time, not the whole time she was talking, but a good chunk of the time that she was talking, I was. I was listening, but I also was in my head singing Girls Apart by Outcast because she had brought up in the clip that you guys just heard. She had brought up, um, you know, being a right and left brain thinker. Um, she used her creative and her analytical side. And I was just, you know, y'all y'all here in this clip um, why I used that song. So we're going to insert this clip too from the episode. So, okay. Earlier when you were talking, Sydney, I don't know why Outcast lyrics kept popping (laughs) in my head. So, like... Well, that's like, actually an honor to me
4: because I fuck yeah. with Outkast. Yes. <laughs> so, you know,
0: I met a gypsy and she hit me to some life games mm. to stimulate and activate the left and right brain mm. that kept playing in my head. Oh, when she was and talking I was like, that's so crazy. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I got to say it out loud because it's going to keep playing in my head. And I had to, like, take that moment. Yeah. Say it out loud now. Name the energy. Yes. We um, are big. Shout out to oh. Outkast <laughs> and um, Rosa Parks, mm. the, yes. the song that I'm referring ah, to. that fuzz. <laughs> If you guys aren't hip, but I assume that you guys are, because I mean, who doesn't like Outcasts? If you don't, you can't listen. To us. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Bye. You gotta listen to it <laughs> so that we can get you hip and yeah. you can listen to them.
1: We're all about you know sharing great movies, actually, great what? music.
0: Andre 3000 was just my um, inspiration. Was yeah. that this
1: week? Yes, that was that was Monday. <laughs> yeah. It was Monday, and then mine
0: was Erika Badu, and of course we had the feature Seven. Yeah, <laughs> and we're back so yeah (laughs) we also like i also want to discuss that outcasts i mean throughout the years have been like a creative influence for me like i've always used them and creating because it's just like the words their lyrics of course um their videos as inspiration as well like sometimes there's there's a lot more colors pop all of the aspects and it's like high energy too so if you wanted to work out with the music of course you can work out with it and I just I'm in love with Andre 3000 but also I have a love and infinity towards big boy because how could I not um they've done so much and I just wanted to appreciate them and I don't know why in the episode it sounds like we put people onto like a new artist, but you know, who knows? We might have super young listeners that never listened to Outcast before, so I think that's why we went that route. <clears throat> I don't know why my voice always sounds like it's cracking now, but yeah, that was that was a fun time overall, and I'm I'm super excited for that, like you guys to reexperience the episode. I mean. I'm super excited that you guys are re-experiencing that episode. <laughs> and okay, so moving on, another clip that I would like to insert. It was from the Hooligan of Infinite Opportunities episode with Uncle Tay from the Hooligans. Um, he dropped some gems on us too. Like all our, li- I mean, all our guests honestly have each left such an impression on the ep- like the show that every time I think about their episodes and our conversations with them, I smile because I'm like, you really get to know our guests on like a personal level. And you may not be able to connect with them all the time, but like when you see them out or you see their work, but you're able to get like a piece of their personality, a piece of who they are and a reason why we are still recording to this day. So I'm going to drop a clip from that episode right here. Awesome. And then for the audience that's not familiar, explain what you do creatively.
3: Um, so creatively, I do everything that's anything. Um, I work with artists. I work with different creatives that do photography, videography, um, screen printing, makeup, styling. Um, anything create creatively, you name it. Mm-hmm. I work with those individuals um, per se to help them further what it is that they like love to do. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's basically like, all right, what do you love to do, and how can I help you get better at that?
1: You know okay. what I'm saying.
3: Um, that's one thing I do. I have a cleaning service um, where when I initially started, I, I I was only cleaning windows, and then as it got bigger, I would um I would as opportunities would come, it would just change. So like I would get opportunities to clean up a property before they got somebody moving in or they mm-hmm. got somebody checking in for Airbnb or something like that. Oh, you cool. know what I'm saying? So just accessing different opportunities with that. Um working on working on my own personal clothing. Um we work I work with the community. I work with youth. I work with um muralists. I work oh, with cool. a I work with any like I say, anything creatively inclined. I work with those type of people because um, I learned a couple years ago that my, pas- my passion in life, not necessarily my passion, but my um purpose in life is to help people. Okay. And it took for me to help myself get out of a situation mm. and get some help from someone to understand, that, all right, yeah, I'm here to help you, but I'm also helping myself at the same time. So in order to, to live flawlessly, I feel like I got to help people. You feel me?
0: Yeah, and
3: it's in my destiny. It's in my heart. So, um, that's what I do.
0: That is a wonderful passion. That yeah.
3: (laughs) And the name I have for it is Director of Infinite Opportunity.
1: Okay. I came up that. I like that. That's nice.
3: Shout out to Mom Dukes. You feel me?
1: (laughs) Good you
0: Write that down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what what are your uh, your goals for your Personal business as well as um working with the hooligans or you know, like your goal for the overall organization that y'all have?
3: Um, the goal is to be known worldwide as a staple of entrepreneurs that love what they do and love helping people do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to like I said, when it comes to art. You know what I'm saying? We do art for ourselves, but we do a lot of art for other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Commission art, um, um, different projects. You know what I'm saying? So it all comes—it always—it's all about the balance mm-hmm. and, and the things that we do. But the goal is to be known worldwide for loving what you're doing and, and never giving up on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Believing Believing in what you want to do. A lot of people—a lot of people don't believe in themselves— Believe it or not, it's a lot of people that don't believe in themselves. And that makes it hard for it makes it hard for you to move forward when you don't believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in you, it's like, where's the hope? Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the destiny? Because and and when when moving you on you can on, you're the only person that can hold yourself accountable at True. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You can have people that's gonna hold you accountable, but at the end of the day, when you are going to sleep, you resting your head on the pillow. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is obligated to sleep with you, you feel me? Your left eye is next to your right
0: eye. Yeah.
3: So um yeah, the goal is just to just to be able to strive in your passions and love it. You feel me?
0: Yeah. So, um, so we see your photographs or we see your photography around the city doing, I guess, you also just did like a sweet I forgot, sixteen. I
3: forgot. Right? I am a photographer. Yes. I did not say that in what I was doing, <laughs> but um so Look, right now we we're in the we we're you. in the <laughs> we're in the we're in the process in the prototype prototyping phase process of um, receiving a fifty thousand dollar grant. Okay, oh my gosh, um, that's amazing. We are in we we it was, so it's like six hundred and fifty teams that applied for this grant, and we were amongst the twenty teams that made it to like the semifinals. And today we actually just recorded our pitch. Okay, um, we just like before here was at the Skilling Foundation, me and Antonio recorded the pitch and on the twelfth of February, we will be having a community expo down at the Science Center where we will be we will have like a booth. We will basically be basically be exposing our program, what we've been doing and how we've been doing it and to a a, a panel of judges and the community. You know okay. what I'm saying? So um it's been really exciting doing that. So when we first started we got we got our, our budget of five thousand dollars and we had to we had to like budget it and you know, make everything secure. So we end up grabbing the camera for the program, and while having the camera, I want to say like the first day we had the camera, I just picked it up and started taking a couple pictures of the group. And now, mind you, I've always had an eye when it comes to photography. Mm-hmm. Like some when it comes to like people wanting me to like take pictures, I've always been one. one, oh, can you take this picture? You know what I'm saying? On my iPhone, whatever the case may have been, but and I always knew I wanted to. Tap into photography, but I just wasn't gonna pay for a camera. I just I wasn't like yeah. and I got all these other obligations, I'm not gonna do that. So um we ended up getting a camera for the program. And first day I just picked it up, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be using this. Like Brie got her own camera. Tony's doing art. Ain't nobody really gonna be using this camera but me. So I just capitalized on it. Okay. And within the first week, I turned all my friends into models. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I had literally I hit up, I think I tweeted like, You feel me, he wanna shoot. And then a couple of my homies hit me like, What's good? So like, four of my homies pulled up on me, and we just went down Baltimore Gallery, went down Lincoln Street, Art Park, you feel me? Got some—I probably shot, like, hundred pictures. How long ago was this? This was, this was in November. I
1: okay. Got, I got
3: the camera in November. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I'm, now I got it. I got it t- the time the time in my The timeline, yeah, yeah, very in short. Instagram, uh, and my, okay. Yeah. Got the
3: camera in November, <laughs> and um, just started, you know, started taking it serious, started shooting every day. And um, when it came to December, I'm like, I already told Tone, like, sure, I'm going crazy, so I might as well start <laughs> start getting money. You feel me? Like make rates. So I'm like, come January, come to 2019. You feel me? If somebody want to shoot me, they're gonna have to pay unless it's yeah. a passion project. You feel me? So, um, I uh I end up talking to Bree, like you feel me? Let me see your rates, like you feel me? Help me out. So me and Bree sat down one day, and we basically just she helped me base my rates off like beginner rates. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. quality beginner rates type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so had my uh, race sheet done, and then. You know, it's on deck. So when people reach out to me, I'm like, all right, these are my rates. We're gonna figure out what we gotta figure out. Thirty percent deposit. I already had a um already I've already done multiple shoots, but mm-hmm. um one shoot that's uh kind of cool to me, I had a photo shoot in Atlanta. Um I was I was my flight was paid for. I went out there, did photography for um an event. It was my cousin six sweet sixteen. Yeah. And I got paid, you know, a little bit extra as well. You feel me? So and then being able to just go out of town to fly. I mean, just to do photography, man, that's crazy to me. So, And its I've only been shooting for two months. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just been crazy to me. And I'm always getting opportunities. And it's just its just been a, a, a journey for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that feels good. It's like, damn, I should have been did this shit. But time is of the essence. And that's big me? to just if be If I tried to do it before, I might, have, might not have had the eye that I have or I might not have been as ready as mm-hmm. I am. You know what I'm saying? Because now I understand how it is having – being able to create multiple streams of income and being and learning how to balance it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And understanding that it's not always going to be good. It's not always going to be bad. You feel me? It's ups and downs. You feel me? But if you long for the ride, you believe in yourself, you believe in the people around you.
0: And I'm back. Um, I just think that episode overall, like re-listening to it, I that it made me think about a lot about how you have to be willing to pour into other creatives or like not pour into them exactly but like be willing to help if you have the means to help if you have the creative insight to help um even if it's not like you know like um patron help or like it could be just simply promoting their stuff, just showing support here and there, um, encouraging them if if you see their work. And I think that's what made it such an a reason why I made it to this um playlist for our um our two year anniversary of the podcast. But it's just like having the ability to support somebody else's dreams all while you're aiding, you know, like focusing on your dream, but your but your dream is to aid and help create opportunities for others. I think that is a like a wonderful route. So this is gonna turn <laughs> this is gonna turn to a like a lighter note of like a fun, like fun parts of our episodes. Like yeah, we've had a lot of fun. And I purposely did, like, include the episode that I found the funniest because I think I've mentioned it on so many different um, recordings, one of my favorite episodes. But I'm not going to say it again because, you know, I want you guys to listen to these other episodes, too. But it was another part, I mean, another person from the hooligan camp, Tony, who who shared with us um, a funny story. (laughs) that involved a u-haul truck in new york um so if you guys didn't listen to it you guys should fully listen to um hooligan where's my (laughs) u-haul episode with tony hooligan and get just listen to the whole episode because he has some more funny parts in the episode but i just gonna include it like, why um, I named the episode Hooligan Where is by U-Haul. I mean, you guys could probably guess why the episode is named that. But I want you guys to listen to this funny story because <laughs> it was interesting because me and Dobbins were sitting in the room like, how, how did this? Oh, okay. I mean... Okay. Yeah. You know, like you do that. We were just doing that like, oh, this nigga really uh okay. <laughs> so, um I'm gonna insert that clip or is gonna insert it. You guys know the you know, the routine. Right here. Okay. So you brought up New York, so it's playing your time of living in New York and um what were the impactful moments of your art on your art?
2: Mm, <laughs> so New York got so many stories, so I lived there for seven years. So, well, no, five years. Yeah, I lived in New York for five years. So it's it's a lot that has went on. But each year, of course, I've I've always failed at something. But then that failure led me to a success in another thing. Um, and through those trials and tribulations, I just learned something new. Um, I give you like one story. Okay, which okay. kind of like cool and fun and shit. So. I lost my job when I first moved there. I got hired at uh, Echo, Echo Unlimited. And, uh, well, Mark Echo's Echo Unlimited. And mm-hmm. I lost my job after the first year. Company started splitting up and going in different ways or whatever. So I was still in New York, and I was I wanted to stay in New York. I didn't want to come back. So my friend Johnny was like, yo, you know, I got a house in the Hamptons. You know, you can stay out there for the summer, and, you know, just hold it down while— you know, you, you get it together and shit. You know, I send you work. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I ain't never been to the Hamptons before and shit. Like, I ain't really know what it was or, you know, like, mm-hmm. where the fuck it was at or anything. But we for sure went out there. And the craziest fucking shit started happening because after losing the job, we also got kicked out of our apartment because one of the roommates wasn't paying rent. So that was also another reason why I needed to find somewhere to live. But while I was out there, well, before I got out there, I ended up losing a U-Haul, ended up going fucking cabin fever crazy, smoking, like, a pound of weed, doing, like, so many damn projects. Mm -hmm. and Just being in the middle of nowhere, for one, I think was the scariest thing for me because it was like a pool in the backyard, but... I wouldn't go into the pool uh, in fear that, like, a deer or a bear or some shit, like, uh, would walk up onto the deck and maul me to death because I was out there alone.
1: I would be afraid of an actual human being, like when you said a pool. That too. That I, too. I just think of white folks when you say yeah. Hamptons. I'm so, thinking of crazy white folks.
2: My friends was just white. Out, they, when they, they was man. Jewish and white, so. They would like leave doors and windows open, open and shit. Yep. Like, yeah, like they live different out there and shit.
1: Sound like Sister Patterson, era. Yeah, you know,
2: <laughs> Hampton's a different place for all around in general. But I, I think just just being in the middle of somewhere where I had never been before, mm-hmm. from coming from like a city like Detroit and shit, it was just like. It it scared me and shit, because it, when it got dark, it got fucking dark. dark, dark. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I see stars and shit. <laughs> like, like, right before I go to sleep, I'd walk around the house and lock all the fucking doors and shit. Because, of course, I didn't yeah. want no fucking white person coming in there fucking killing me because I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere and shit. But I ended up losing this fucking U-Haul that I had rented to move all of my shit out there um somewhere in New York. Uh, how like, did
1: it get lost?
2: It was lost for like seven days.
1: It like deep. When you say, what kind of <laughs> U-Haul truck are you talking about that got... How does a truck get lost? 10-footer. I don't know, so... So, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when you say U-Haul you truck, you're not talking about, you know, like the trailer, right? That you that you haul behind a truck. You're no, no, I'm the, talking about
2: the, the whole
0: truck. The, the whole bitch. The <laughs> how
1: did the whole... Somebody stole it.
2: I, so, it's, it's some <laughs> shit. So... Of course, I just lost my job. Okay, now I'm on unemployment. Now okay. I really got to live off what I got. Yes, or I what I did saved up. I probably didn't saved up like
1: maybe like a thousand dollars. You know, black folks can make that stretch though. You know, <laughs> nah, we, look, real resourceful. We this, ain't really we ain't really hit hard with the reception because white folks they ain't know what to do. Black yeah. folks, we, you know we was because good. we got two different brokes. And mm-hmm. shit.
2: It's like when they broke, they well our broke is like I ain't got shit. You feel me? MC I can't Hammer ask broke. nobody. I can't go in my pockets. I can't yeah. mm-hmm. open another bank account. Mm-hmm. Get the shit. Is broke. Mm-hmm. You feel me? White people broke. Be like, I ain't got it in my pocket at the moment.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> next
2: week I got the means to get it somewhere else at the moment. But I'm not gonna do that right mm-hmm. now. I'm just gonna be broke.
0: You yeah, know?
2: but it be cool and shit. Cause you know, we just we gotta realize, you know, we cut from different cloths and shit. But the um, the
1: huh. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's that's what I'm thinking of.
2: So, I move all of my shit into a U-Haul and I drive the U-Haul up to fucking um, up to the Hamptons with all of my shit in there, um, and I have only my savings of like a thousand dollars. Now, uh-huh. this is where my life will always take a turn because whenever anything is going semi good or straight, mm-hmm. I get hit with like a monetary slap in the face. Yeah. It mean, just be like. Shut the
0: fuck up. You you
2: You ain't got got shit. (laughs) Shut your broke ass up. (laughs) So, (laughs) seven days. So I move all of my shit up. It's like Memorial Weekend or something. And then my friend is, well, like my friends out there, they're like, oh, if you take it back to the city, we can just have so-and-so drop it off so that way you can make it back up here for this video shoot that they was doing at the house. So I'm like, all right, well, are you sure you can get it done? Like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So I parked the fucking U-Haul truck on, like, Montrose and fucking something. I can't mm-hmm. even fucking remember. Mezero. that's what it was.
0: Okay.
2: I park it on Mezero Street, right? So I hop on the fucking train, go back out to the Hamptons, and enjoy the fucking time and shit. They go by... They like, yo yeah, you know, we're looking for the van. You said you parked it where and shit. I'm like, you know, I parked it on Mezzaro and Meserole Street and just da da da. You feel me? Like, bro, I'm on Mezzerole, I don't see it. I was like, What? The fuck you mean you don't see the truck. Like, that's the address. Like it it should be there. Um So, now I'm in the fucking Hamptons. That shit, like, two fucking hours away, two, three hours out the city and shit. And and it costs money to go back. And I'm trying to save and shit. I'm like, I can't fucking keep going back and forth. So, like, two, three days pass by. And then fucking I get the money to go back down there and shit. I'm, like, looking for the truck Oh no no no! It was it was anxiety all up until then because at that point I, I thought read. somebody stole the truck. Mm-hmm. I started calling. Oh yeah, it was like Memorial Day weekend, so shit was closed. I started calling tow truck people. I tried seeing if the police took it. Somebody stole it. I, nothing popped up. Um, so. I fucking hop on the train, anxiety fueled, fucking boiling. I don't know what the fuck going on. I start walking to the destination. It's like seven, ten blocks away from the damn train stop, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a lot of blocks in New York. <sighs> yeah.
2: I became a walker, walker.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet.
2: Um. After that, they, <laughs> I fucking hit the, the, the street that I knew I had parked it on and shit. And I start walking up to the corner and my stomach is turning because I'm like, somebody just stole this fucking truck. I don't know. They, they about to hit me for $10 million. I don't know how much this <laughs> fucking truck costs. Like, and then, of course, I didn't have it. So now the building went up to like seven, $800 and shit. Damn. So <laughs> I turn the corner and the fucking truck is sitting right there.
0: <laughs> oh, they ain't shit because they ain't look.
2: So that, so that, that wasn't even it. So in Brooklyn, uh huh, Masero Street has a Masero Ave just oh. as well, and they both cross the same main street. Oh, that's, so when I gave him I mean and, they
0: still could have like, was like, all right, if he's if it's not on Ave, then it's on Street. But so, are, were they, so, I they were knew. they were they from New York? Oh yeah,
2: they was from Harlem. Oh. But see, being I mean, from New York, different though, because yeah. you could be from Brooklyn and be from Harlem. And yeah, there's not so no many different districts. True. Yeah, and
0: Harlem yeah. is like on like Brooklyn is yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Harlem Two different is things. Like, and then all the way.
2: I parked to... this shit in Manhattan. Yeah, you know what I mean Wait, that's, that's... you
1: parked it in Manhattan. Yeah, that's Manhattan. a fat. Did you have tickets too? No, no, I just parked this somewhere. We ain't way have to worry about this. Shit.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 all right, we going for dinner. Amazing. Oh my gosh! So,
2: <laughs> but, um, so uh, he, so when I called him, I was like, "Yo, so this shit still here?" He's like, what the fuck? He was like, "Oh, like I went to Mesero Ave. and so and so." I'm like, "Nigga, like <laughs> that's now." Nose. I didn't save a thousand dollars. Now I gotta pay eight, nine hundred for the fucking U-Haul that's been sitting in the same spot as being in the fucking for seven days, mm-hmm. and then fucking uh, I only got like two hundred dollars for like the whole summer and shit. But then, even after that, I survived a whole summer and shit. It's fun and shit. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. I still get scared. And then at the end, almost fucking get arrested because I got a weed plant in the fucking U-Haul. Again, I'm bad with (laughs) U-Hauls. We was growing a plant out there, and whoever was helping me pack the truck, because I had a couple of homies, puts the fucking plant right in the window. Oh, so, come on, man. When I'm driving back to the city and I got to go through the tunnel or the toll and shit. Yeah. They doing fucking random checks. Oh. I'm coming up on this motherfucker. I'm like, I look in the back. I'm like, oh, shit. That fucking plant is in the window. These niggas signal me to pull over to the side. I'm like, no, get the fuck out Now I'm about to go to life for jail because we ain't even legal in New York. Like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, how am I going to get out of this one? My Mm -hmm. Antonio was like, what the fuck? So they pulled me over to the side. They got the fucking dogs. And you would have thought somebody alerted them that I was bringing pounds of cocaine in this bitch or something. (laughs)
1: Like,
2: the dogs start sniffing around the fucking truck and shit. They're like, hey, can you hop out? I'm like, yeah. They're like, open the back. I'm like, the fuck? Fuck, like, fuck, this shit ain't even that damn serious. So all my shit back there, and I got a lot of shoes. I open the back, all my shoes fall out. They're like, oh, yeah, you can wrap all this shit up. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Put the shoes back in there. Go, 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 go. And then I fucking leave.
1: Okay. Ain't that a blessing? blessing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then a lot of shit happened in Hamptons, but I got to see the ocean for the first time.
0: That's what's up. That's kind of cool. That's That's my little story. Nice. That was a nice story. That's you a nice know? story. Be a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> it took <laughs> us on a little journey. Yeah, U-Haul <laughs> truck was actually in the same spot. Man, I'm so over
2: fucking U-Hauls. <laughs> <yours.
0: laughs> <laughs> they so,
1: should make an app like with a GPS in it, and then you can download the app, and then have like the number associated with the GPS I mean, in that truck. By now. we should make the app and yeah. sell it to
0: them. Shh, True. Shh,
2: cut this part off. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that, Jaira? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't even listen. Damn.
1: Niggas. We, we like, can't even
2: sign them to the business, now. No.
0: <laughs> You're not getting a cut, <clears throat> ma'am. Sorry. And we're back. Um, on top of our visual artists, um, we've had a lot of musical artists. And in this episode, I mean, I'm still... going along with like the funnies of the recordings like where do we get the most laughs and this episode I mean although she is extremely talented and you guys should definitely listen to her music go check out her Instagram if they have live recordings or like live shows still you know wear a mask of course but I think I don't know when they're stopping the um thing. They might have stopped it. I'm so out of the loop. But the little um the the, the we are cipher um events on the declender cut. But she performs a lot there. Sophia E is who I'm referring to. Um, this episode uh, we talked about um <laughs> her being a gamer and how i think the episode is called the duality of a songtress and i named the episode because she was talking about how she used to play this video game um i think it was called duke something i can't think of the name right now even though i listened to the episode and listened to it over but she was talking about how she used to play that and listen to the Sade at the same time <laughs> It's funny because that's where we got the duality because then you have this super violent game and then you have a sweet, soulful, like <laughs> undertone with the music. But you guys should definitely um <laughs> check out this. I mean, we'll insert the clip right here. It's a little bit of Cherish the Day going yes.
1: on in here. Cherish the day. So one of my friends shout out um, had the audacity to say that um, <laughs> Sade is not it's not where it's Excuse at me. and I'm like sir really he's like it's too jazzy for me I'm
0: like what okay so I'm here, a real here we too go. young Sade was so I'm, not, I'm not sure if y'all ever heard of Duke Nukem but Duke Nukem Duke Nukem is a is a older you better pour that <laughs> <and y'all hear laughs> kill that, that bottle Duke Nukem <laughs> is an older game. Might be a little bit too. I might be telling myself, so. but um, <laughs> I, I was a gamer, so I was like time tomboy mm-hmm. girl. So I love, I, used to, I love games. Yeah, so I was playing um, all PlayStation stuff and Nintendo sixty four, and it was this game called Duke Nukem. I don't know why my dad bought me that game, but um, yeah, if you look it up, you will be like, I don't know why either, because it was it was about killing it. <laughs> It's about killing what? It's about killing cops, though. <laughs> so, the funny thing, I just, the police. Come, I just came to fuck Oink fuck Oink. The so, the guy, it's a white dude. And he's like this super rock hard or you know, whatever. But, the white guy's killing the police? Yes, the white guy's killing the police. That's so, a verse. can we make that beam a little bit, now that we're talking about it, because it's like instantaneous that I'm realizing this. Um, I used to play Sade when I would play these killing games, I would turn. <laughs> that's a I would turn scene. on Sade oh and that's an interesting <laughs> contrast yes. between an the violence by my the sweetness of Sade that's <laughs> like in <laughs> the that's, background no, that's and then like... the, overly, <laughs> the, the, the violence on screen is like Whoa, y'all ever this watch a, a new movie? way to look at something. <laughs> y'all ever watch
1: a movie when you know it's a battle scene, like it's somebody fighting, you know, clearly somebody about to die because I got this subtle music, this sad and, music no, on. And it be the slow music, yeah, the slow,
0: and then the That's her. Oh that's Sophia. She was like, I'm about she, to was kill like, it. she was like, I'm setting my movie scene up. Right yes, here. All right. If I had to kill it. somebody, I won't say they playing in a background. Exactly. That's how
1: you know somebody about to die. Somebody gotta
0: go. But this, so the so it was aliens you had to kill. But most of the aliens <laughs> were aliens and cops. They were they were oinkers. They the were aliens pigs. were cops. Yes, the aliens were cops, and they had on pig suits. And now that I think about this, I guess this could be kind of like metaphor. Okay. Yeah. This, <laughs> this Okay. This is so weird. You talking about pigs. So my cousins when I was younger. Told me this story about this half pig, half woman. <gasps> right? and did she live here? Did they say she lived here? Because I heard they about They said she story. lived in the Right. <laughs> they scared the shit out of me. So, this one day when I was half asleep, I looked out my backyard. This is when I was still living in Southwest. <laughs> you thought you saw that woman? Dog, I thought I did, but I went, you know, I forced myself to go back to sleep. <laughs> and then I woke up and I saw tracks in the snow, though. And I was like, all right. Somebody fucking with me. No, that sound like... I told my mom and I tried to... I was like, mom, it was a half pig, half-woman in our bed. She's that like, sound as... your ass back to bed. That sound almost
1: as ridiculous. Remember that um
0: that when... news... No, 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 hold on. That gonna news... Tell you, okay, after you say that, I'm going to tell you how she got into our backyard. Because when we lived in Southwest, before you say that, when we lived in Southwest, we had our our gate led out to an alley. Most of the houses... Yeah. This house... I mean, our studio where we record has an alley behind it, but ours was like, we have the big privacy fence, mm-hmm. but you can easily, I mean, not easily, you can kind of like sneak your hand through to unlatch it to get in. Yeah. Bro, the tracks came from there. I swear it was leading up to my window. I'm I'm not coincidental, bro. You. It was tracks leading up to my window in that house y'all remember that
1: that <laughs> um that segment in the news i forgot i think it was like somewhere down south and it was uh saint patrick's day and these people were swearing up and down oh, niggas they saw a leprechaun. in the tree oh, it's up there i saw it i saw the leprechaun in the tree nigga like this is the first time i, I saw niggas on on tv black folks on tv <laughs> n- talking this crazy like, you know, usually they get the, you know, they get the crackhead on TV, on the I news. Got, I got but you.
0: I got you one minute after that.
1: for they something like this, it, yeah. leprechauns? Dog. Like, that's like some crystal meth type stuff. And they stuff. banded
0: together, too. Yeah. And they was like in groups. I remember yeah. I talking talking. Like... They were trying to leave it treats and whatnot. <gasps> no, they weren't. Yes. It's like, le- it's like said, the real
1: leprechaun up. in the hood.
0: <laughs> hey. My my cousin Trita was a fool for that one. She let us see that movie when we were super young by mm-hmm. ourselves. And she was supposed to be watching us. And my mom found out she let us watch Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> my mom was so mad <laughs> that she let us watch that. Why was your mom mad, though? Because, you know, Leprechaun in the Hood got set scenes, got cuts. Oh, yeah, everybody had titties hanging death. out and stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff for, like, some little kids to just, we was all in, though. My dad I didn't I, I was scared of so little people for a second, though. I'm not going to lie. How are were you? When I was younger, after seeing Leprechaun in Hood, I was scared of little people for a second. <laughs> That's my stuff. I mean, he was hideous. They it really was, made him. Like, like, um, yeah. They had to make He was I hideous. Mean, <laughs> but here's here's a funny story. My dad and like some of my family that lives in Ecorse, right? They said they claimed this one day they saw a UFO, right? <laughs> like they oh, was oh play- my God. wait, they was playing football at this like a like open lot on Dark Mile. Mm-hmm. and they said it came down. And then my cousin, she said that she got adopted by an alien. How old was your cousin she said that? This is her telling me in her adulthood. She said this oh. happened when she was younger, oh. though. I mean, she told me in her adulthood, but she said yeah. this happened. This is the same cousin that grew up with my dad. They all the same age. No, they all around the same age. they all in their, their 40s now. <laughs> Early 50s. Um... But, yeah, she said, she was like, I think they impregnated me when I was up there. Or they did something where I can't have kids. That sounds like abducted what? in plain sight. <laughs> Y'all see that on Netflix? I was about to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Oh my oh. God. I was about to watch it. but gotta, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to ruin it for you. <laughs> watch that shit. Because <laughs> let me tell you what happened. These white folks know.
1: are crazy dumb. That's all I've they been are, hearing. They is. are
0: dumb.
1: But dumb. I think, I think
0: my, fam- my I don't think my family really believed it was Aliens. I
1: hope they don't. Believe no, my nana, my nana <laughs> came home. Disclaimer. My nana came disclaimer home. Real,
0: I don't think my family actually believe that. My nana came yeah, home now. She didn't. she's she, telling
1: the truth? She she drink right. Like she she a heavy drinker. You know mm-hmm. they functioning alcoholics. I'm gonna go ahead and say that Say it. They functioning alcoholics. She came home. Beer spilled on her shirt. Right. <laughs> she was driving and drinking, and she swear she wrote it down. I saw a UFO. I saw I saw a UFO and she went and, and, and drew out the little the little ship. She's like, It couldn't have been no plane. It had lights circling around and it, and I'm like, Man, are you drunk? No. <laughs> we all telling her that she drunk. And she said,
0: oh I swear goodness. up and down I saw a well, UFO. Was it
1: and that's when we say that she was, um, when she get drunk, we call her Janet from another planet because her name is Jeanette. And I'm like, okay, oh, so you Janet, Janet from, from another, another planet. planet right now because you've been sipping. You got beer on your shirt talking about you saw a
0: UFO. Well, uh, the UFO is what caused her to spill her beer. I bet you it was controlled before I just she need thought. I, it makes a difference. Was it snow outside or was it? It was summer. But see, UFOs mm. always happen in summertime. Summerside. So it, it probably I want them to been. come down when it's cold. Right. The day I see hear about aliens coming out when in the winter when it's a snowstorm, or like, like, that's when I might believe somebody. Like let, let they it probably, come out, and they probably be look like nah, not today. It look cold out there. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't go come down there. I ain't go fuck with those people. Let them come
1: out when it's when we Aggie. have that that vortex. I right. believe it. Oh my Dang. goodness! If I see three three not toes the in the snow, <laughs> if I see three toes in the snow <laughs> with that with that frostbite <laughs> yeah, <in> the yeah. <laughs> little skinny bodies Ooh, with the you big ass hair.
0: You think they'd be repellent to frostbite? They wouldn't get cold like that. But I, I think they that would. Super, that negative what thirty? But that I, negative negative twenty
1: five. When I think of like planets, I always think that they like just extremely too hot. I know there's planets out there that are too cold to live on, but I just always think about they're just too hot. So I just figured no. Like they, I, I, hey. I think of aliens like reptiles. I can't survive in the cold.
0: I, I think th- unfortunately I don't have no. Well, I think of aliens. Whatever they put in my mind aliens could be invisible but i always yeah. think about the
1: in the head
0: like that i always what's
1: the, that movie with the fields and <laughs> in the cornfield yeah was wait first, oh, of all, first of all
0: first of all signs scared me i didn't go every time my family decided they wanted to go visit our family in belleville i was like y'all got me bent oh, oh you know why i ain't about to be out by no cornfield <laughs> and every time we rolled by i was like this hey People get killed in cornfields. It ain't just alien adoptions. All scary movies take place where in the fucking cornfield. <laughs> scary though, psychologically, because it was so I, like, yo, this is like really intricate in these but, designs. Like, but who that, about to go out here? Wait, wait, The alien walking across the birthday when they was in the house when they took. off like, that was oh. too much. I was like, T E U. This was me when I was younger. I was like, I'm so. It's real. I don't care what y'all. Say.
1: <laughs> but the scary when scary movie remade that
0: <laughs> with them pissing off their fingers. Yeah, and, and, and then the but the the uh, butcher knife. I below I remember <laughs> that. Is that the same one where Michael Jackson was in that one? Yes. yes. <laughs> he was a <laughs> and his nose fell off. <laughs> and the little girl from the ring. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. That was classic. And what was her
1: name? Was the black woman? She was beating her ass from yes. uh, the TV. Yes.
0: Yeah. That was that made that helps me put things in perspective. Shout out to scary movies. Shout out because seriously,
1: yeah. Wayne's brothers really put out when they was doing yeah. that. Yeah, and that that they wasn't did. even
0: a full production. Like because they were like they were partial on that. That yeah. wasn't their own. But they, wrote, but they wrote. But yeah, they wrote it. They because,
1: wrote it because Marlon he was talking about yeah. When I realized. He's like I I was I learned a very um very good thing from my older siblings like they're like you're black and you're in Hollywood if you're not going to get parts, you have to create parts for yourself. You do. So you have to write because he said he didn't want to be a writer. So then he said that's how the whole scary movie thing came about because mm-hmm. they weren't getting parts like that. So they had to write their parts.
0: Hey, that's no, beautiful. The scary movie franchise got trashed on the way and stopped being a part of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's then, what usually That, that whole happens. little parody because like when they start making the other ones when it was just like Charlie Sheen by himself. Oh, and that what was that <laughs> superhero
1: movie when the dude from Drake and Josh was on there. Drake Which was on there. Which one was that? I do it was, was like that? superhero when uh I know what you're talking about, the girl bust the pimple and <laughs> shot her through the walls and whatnot. What? Wait. Yeah. i was like, She
0: had a pimple
1: and then so much liquid came out of it, it so... shot her through the back walls. <laughs>
0: Wait. So so okay, okay, okay. So which one was your favorite scary movie? One, two, or three. Because those were the ones the Wayans was a part of. The first one was always be classic for me. The one when um Scary Movie Two was Wait, my no, no, favorite. no. That's my strong hand. That's the second
1: one. That's the second one. That's my favorite one. That's the one I got on VHS. The one with Saul was funny. Wait, wait, was that? No, that wasn't with them. Which the one I thought, I thought Shaq's part was funny because I was making fun of him because he can't make a free throw. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, his whole life was depending on if he can make a free throw.
0: (laughs) And we're back. Well, and, and I'm back. Duh. I don't know why I'm always saying weird. I'm so used to that or programmed to say weird. But we also I also like included some more parts because we had some funny stories from childhood horrors and um (laughs) mystical creatures in Detroit and how even though you're not like brought up in the same household how sometimes some stories can just get around like the story we included about the pig lady cause she heard it and then my family told it to me before and then like we talked about alien abductions and alien (laughs) sightings. It was just a weird episode, but it was so much fun and it was so good talking to her. And some more (laughs) some more parts to the story. Like after that episode, I think um either the week after we end up going to see um Anderson Pack, Thundercat, and I'm trying to think of who else was in the show. We only went for them, (laughs) too. We ended up seeing that because, (laughs) funny thing, Via is related to Thundercat. So, well, we... We're going to the bathroom. We ran into Thundercat. Like, people were starting to crowd around him. I guess he was just out in the crowd just to meet up with his family who were attending the concert. And we were talking to him after, you know, of course, there's a crowd of people. He's trying to listen, but it's a lot of people around us. And Dobbins, the first thing she says is, like, we know your cousin. And he was like, "Who?" it? <laughs> he was like hi like basically like, how you know my cousin who are you so she's trying to explain his cousin he's like oh yeah that is my cousin <laughs> and then i assume i guess when he finally like met up with his family or whatever he probably told them about these two crazy girls that ran up to him like yo we know your family bro like what Who goes up to people like that, but Dobbins, I love her, and it was a funny moment, and it led to a hilarious picture we took with him, where he's, like, giving some weird straight face being Thundercat, and (laughs) it just looks funny, because it's like, we take a picture right after, we like, hey, we know your whole family. I mean, we don't know your whole family, but, like, (laughs) just the intro with that, that was hilarious to me. And then, like her saying, "Yeah," he was like, "Yep, this happened." And she was like, "Oh, yep." <laughs> she was wondering who it was. I mean, because like I don't think we said it our names, and I don't know why I didn't like throw a business card for the podcast at him. But I just thought that would be weird. I don't. I try not to have those exchanges where I'm like forcing something. I I guess if you, I guess you should promote yourself. At all costs, when you get the opportunity, but I didn't feel like that was the right moment, but moving on, moving on, um so although she didn't perform, we did we have had guests who performed in studio, like chasing Azza and um and Ronnie Alpha and we've had of course we've had artists who've brought in tracks um you know played their original songs for the podcast like sometimes i think we've had one premiere of a new song like on the podcast i could be wrong but we premiered a new song and it was cool because it was like man because back then we were like stacking episodes so we have like two in a chamber or whatever you want to got you guys want to call it the vault um uh, we have episodes like stacked up so we never know when the episode is dropping until like we cleared out that and I probably shouldn't have like suggested we clear out that because then I would have episodes to drop now and wouldn't have to record <laughs> and or not or not wouldn't have to record but wouldn't like miss. Times to record. But going back to like the live show, I do wanna insert um a clip from one of our live performances of Ronnie Alpha where he um wrapped his verse to stick to the code. I'm oh no, it was Code of the Gods, wasn't it? Code of the Gods. I think that was the name of the song. Oh my goodness. I guess I need to like write down <laughs> like notes like better notes for myself when I'm like doing an episode by myself so that I can stay like on track or like you know I I don't have anybody like here like yo no this was this is what actually happened um No, that's that's not right. You know, nobody here, like, corrected me. And I need that sometimes, you know, just to, like, keep me in check. But I think it is The Code of the Gods. Ah, yes, it is. It's Code of the Gods. And the episode is called Stick to the Code featuring Ronnie Alpha. So I'm going to insert that clip. Right here.
5: I walk the path for the enlightened. All my senses heighten, higher heights that I've been climbing Got me reaping like I'm hiding Feel the blessings of the gods, I'm smiting all you soul eyes Isens Claiming that you have been colossal, Aaron gotta drop you titans On ten, like I'm Titus, kick this shit like Leonidas Hit the scene and I ignite it, still on it like I'm knighted All my homies move with faith, we pious, not pariahs I'm a beast on every beat, I'm transforming like a lycan Viking striking every village, pillage knowledge when I'm in it Don't wanna go to war with Mandra, poor, poor decision All my shit is hard software That Citrix got the cheat code To this game of life Like I'm scripting tripping Bask in the brilliance of my bastion I bash you basilic bastards backwards Until you backwards spin I killed the game And got the power To bring you back again You lanes are just some wannabe kings Stannis Baratheon I'm running this shit. Bad dames keep one on the hip Avant-garde Guard art Arc spark wisdom Every time I'm up in this shit Me and Rukea Just spoke about the chaos That man has been making They playing again All these theses and theories unfolding As humans keep going and playing with sin Straight to the end Toe to toe with the whims and woes I'm just trying to figure Where the wisdom go I've seen people change Picking different, picking different roles it's Love Lost Through the Pigeonhole, yeah. I just fucked up.
0: It's fine. But that was pretty far. That was like like two bars off. Yeah. You 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 got far.
5: Solid though. Solid.
0: (laughs) And I'm back. It was nice. Even though he like, you know, kind of fumbled at the end. It was really like him remembering it, even though it was like still like very fresh. Um, when we did the episode, it was like that song was laid out very fresh. And it was like, you know, it's hard for like veterans most of the time to remember the lyrics, especially if they do like a new song and they're constantly recording. So I totally understood. And it was it was still amazing going through it. And I appreciate him for coming on because I think I contacted him kind of late. But, you know, Asia early on, like this was like this. I think he was my first interview after um Dobbins left the podcast I believe he was my first interview after Dobbins left the podcast and I was like you know so used to having another person like helping me interview people and so it was a whole shift in how the interaction with the guests went because like, oh, I gotta fill in a little bit more space because I don't have a co-host helping me fill in dead space in case our, you know, our guest isn't as talkative as we're used to or I'm used to. But luckily it wasn't a lot of dead space or like dead air or like blank air where, you know, he wasn't talking or, where I wasn't talking we had a nice um back and forth I I think the interview overall went really well I think that day I was a little bit um I might have partied a little not partied but like mm, been out no I wasn't out the night before I think I was drinking in with friends and we were drinking and I probably should not have been drinking as much as I did the night before cuz I went to the like studio this full disclosure i i I haven't done this again since and probably ever never won't (laughs) never will um but i was like really hungover and i was apologizing to them because i was like i did not mean to show up to this episode (laughs) hungover but you guys can't tell i i held it together but in my head oh my god i was like (laughs) i just want to go back home get some more hours of sleep um but I couldn't reschedule the podcast. And I was like, Dan, that'd be crappy to reschedule the day of. And it was just all over for me. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing. I shouldn't have been drinking like that the night before. Because that was dumb. And it's all because I was losing at the drinking game. I probably wouldn't have drunk so much. But I was losing at a drinking game. Like, big time. Like, I was getting my butt handed to me. Uh, <laughs> but it was all good. He was understanding. And I appreciate that, um, about <laughs> guess who understand that sometimes life, you know, just comes at you real fast. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. Okay. It hit me hard that day. So I, I, I truly appreciate it. <laughs> I think it's only one other time. Oh no, it was another time where I was partying a little not party because I don't want to say it's partying because I wasn't like with groups and crowds of people, but you know, Ugh, substances. Um, it was another episode like early on. <laughs> I remember it was um Omar's episode. He works with Sophia too. And um he's a part of One Freak. And I was, I was in a bad space, <laughs> not a bad space mentally, but you know, just not just a little hungover and I tried to take a nap before the podcast and it didn't work like before we started recording and didn't work. <laughs> and <laughs> he was, he was also very understanding. And I think we did the episode really well. I think it was a really good episode overall. Cause like he sung, Unicorns are real. And I was so amazed by that, even though my head was throbbing. I was like, we should have, like, took that insert, did something with it for our um, intro or something, you know. I think we should have, like, I think we could and still should, like, do, like, a Disney Channel compilation. You know how Disney Channel gets everybody saying, this, and you're watching Disney Channel. We should do like with our guests. And you're listening to Unicorns Are Real podcast and have like a billion different voices. We might still do that. Who knows? Um, Me and Jira, we might work on something because I might be getting tired of our intro. I want our intro to be like, yeah, unicorns are real, you know, like say our names or something. That was that was also a really good episode. If you guys go back and listen to that (laughs) with him, I think that is. just so you guys will have uh, the episode title. That is, hold on, hold on. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. Man, that was early on. Golly. Um, ver- vocalist ritual. I think. Yes. Vocalist ritual. I probably am stumbling on the words. <laughs> But that was that episode, and that's episode eight. Oh, Why does this say episode eight revamp? I don't know. But that was episode eight of this podcast. And I think over the two years of doing this podcast, what I've learned the most is that I can't, I can't just dwell on the things that I could be doing better. I got to just do them. Like if I just think about it and talk about it, that means I'm not actively working on being and doing better. So it just it just opened up, um, opened me up more with like communication doing the podcast for this last these past two years. Um, and then I kind of discussed that on my last solo episode about how much more I've grown in communication. And that's just, you know, having these talks with the guests, having these talks with myself, both sometimes, most of the time, um, it just opens that world up. Um, my dedication level has been, you know, I guess, push is like, I'm dedicated to recording this podcast, but I also have, you know, obligations and stuff that sometimes get in the way. And I'm super dedicated to like producing stuff for you guys, content for you guys to listen to. But I also know that, I mean, I'm not making money from the podcast and this is a creative outlet. So I still have to like keep up with the things that are bringing in revenue. But my dedication, I'm super dedicated. And I've i have discovered that over the two years of doing this podcast, how dedicated I am to it and how much I want to produce the best possible, um, how much I want to do produce the best um, product for you guys to listen to. Like, if episodes don't sound good to me, before we release, I don't release them because I don't want you guys... To get some half ass episode i want you guys to get at least a really good one or decent one i mean not really decent but like a really good one of one that is like sounds great so if i have any issues with the episode or any problems with the sound i also you know express that to gyra and he's usually like on top of it no questions asked like oh and he always makes sure that the episode flowed the way I want, because I want you guys to get the best from us. I don't want it to be like moments where I'm like not happy with the episode. Or if I'm not happy with the episode, it could just be me not being happy with the episode. And I will ask people who listen to the episode, how do they feel? And they'd be like, no, that was a really good episode. You talked about this, this, and this. And I like this about it. And then that helps like motivate me a little more because I'm I really want to produce the absolute best for the people listening and for myself like when I'm listening to the episodes over um (laughs) I asked myself like I wrote down in my notes do I still love it do I still love recording for you guys I still love it um if I didn't still love it I wouldn't do it at all. I would just, you know, delete the page and start anew. But I love it. I love having a platform to talk about creativity. And having a creative platform to talk about creativity is, I think, amazing. And it doesn't have to be just a creative platform. Of course, we are, like, just doing a little bit of everything. But it's just having this platform. I still love it um, I still love people coming on and being like, wow, thank you. You know, I love like the energy that I receive from my guests when we have them. And I love that, you know, they, I really, I really love this. I really love talking. So I still love this podcast because I still love talking and I don't think I'm ever going to stop loving to talk. <laughs> um, what's in the future for the podcast for the podcast hopefully in the near future or prayerfully um in the near future I'm I have a more consistent schedule so I'm probably gonna like you know go back to recording on weekends because you know weekdays as much as I wanted to like um you know as much as I wanted to Go over and be consistent. I might go back to weekends. I I think people are more available on weekends anyway, so I might start back to recording on weekends and back to a stacking up, like doubling up on episodes for the weekend, just so I can have like a space where I don't have to record for a second, especially if I take like a week up. Um, so I see us being bigger again, having more listeners, having more guests that you guys learn from that you guys reach out to talk to commission you know we're trying to get money in artists pockets so having guests that you guys would be willing to commission to do some work for you guys or if you want to just sling them some money to just be a patron to they craft that can also be done um hopefully in the near future we also have merchandise I've, I've sketched up some stuff for that and hopefully you guys, prayerfully, you know, you guys will purchase and pay, you know, go into and support me. Um, But I also see in the future like us having listener letters, having people, you guys, listeners, um, reach out to us and tell us what you think about the podcast. Ask me questions, you know, all of that. I have a little I have a great deal of experience and creativity and very and multiple um, mediums so like just hearing about that even if you guys just want to talk tell a story tell us about your craft um, be on a podcast having more guests of course I just see a lot for the future of the podcast more sound effects we might get sound effects eventually so I I see that um. So this we are coming to the end. I don't know why I always say um we're coming to the end of the podcast, and this is going to be the handy got roses segment. Of course, it's all about acknowledging people while they're still here to smell the roses. And I would like to give the roses of this episode to, of course, our featured clip episode clips. Um, who are Sydney Camp. Uncle Tay, Tony, and the hooligans, or all the hooligans, honestly. Sophia E. and Ronnie Alpha. Shout out to you guys. I hope you guys smell the bouquets of flowers that I'm sending your way. And I would like to, you know, give roses, of course. I've probably done this on multiple episodes to all our unicorn guests, all our art hosts that we had on the show. And then, of course, all our listeners, because, I mean, where would I be without you guys in this two years of recording? Um, Just having your support and then, like, you know, still having people like even when I'm not like consistently um, posting or recording, still having people drop like pictures or I still see the pictures that I've taken for the podcast, you know, being promoted or just like, hey this was a nice picture of me or like the picture that I've taken for the podcast promotion being used as their profile pictures. Like just seeing that, that, that motivates me. Cause I'm like, wow, we, we did that. We created that space for them. And I think we did a good job at creating a space for creatives to openly express themselves. So I thank you guys and happy anniversary to me. Um, I don't have any champagne. Just pretend that I just popped a bottle of champagne and I am celebrating. Thank you, Detroit is different. Um, network for putting us on. Honestly, um, Kari, thank you for supporting us for these two years, making sure that we have a place where we can put our content content out on and just the support of the engineers. Thank you, Jaira. I mean, you haven't... You've been here a dang near the whole two years. Thank you, Joe. Shout out to Joe. If you guys listened to those early episodes, Joe was on the podcast. He was our engineer at the time. He did such an amazing job helping us um, keep up with our guests, adding colorful commentary is what they would call it on some shows where you just add a little bit extra to the podcast. And I appreciated that with him. I love that, even though, you know, we kind of went back and forth. But it was like fun banter on the podcast. So but I appreciate that so much. Um I just thank you for the two years. Thank you, Ms. Dobbins, because you really helped. I mean, you really did a lot, a lot for this podcast. You gave a lot to this podcast. And I hope that you, you know, feel like I'm carrying it on (laughs) as well as I can without you. Um, I mean, she's still here, but, like, shout out to her. Because, like, I've only been recording for this year without her um, of 2020. Like, she did 18 and 19 with me fully. And even with all the things that was going on in her life, she did an amazing job pushing out this, pushing out content for you guys. So, I thank her. I thank her because like where would this podcast be without my partner in crime for the podcast? Probably nowhere, honestly, because she did all the networking too. But, you know, amazing job. I appreciate you guys for everything. Bye. Happy anniversary to me. We should actually include anniversary on the little outro too, like 10 seconds of it or whatever. But bye. Love you guys. Bye remember to like share subscribe and always listen on stitcher google play apple store and spotify